You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, everyone. Good evening or good morning. Welcome to yet another episode of Wake Up With The Warriors. Recapping a very interesting Game 5 of the first round of the playoffs between the Warriors and the Clippers. So, what immediately happened before this game felt pretty important. The Utah Jazz and Houston Rockets played their Game 5. Utah made things very interesting. They put up a very impressive fight on the road. Led in the fourth quarter, nearly escaped with a victory, but the Rockets ended up winning that game 193. And with the win, they won the series four games to one and booked their ticket to the second round of the playoffs. Where, if the Warriors win this series, the Rockets and Warriors would meet up for the second year in a row, and the fourth time in five years. Of course, following up on last year's epic Western Conference Finals, where the Rockets held a 3-2 series lead, halftime leads in Game 6 and 7, the Warriors' amazing comebacks to win those games, win the series, and eventually win the title. So that game concluded just about 10 minutes before the Warriors and Clippers game tipped off. And as soon as the Rockets won that game, the storyline kind of shifted from Warriors-Clippers Game 5 to Warriors-Rockets Game 1. And it kind of felt like the Warriors were in amongst the fans looking ahead to the second round to Game 1 against the Rockets because they did not play this game like a team that needed to win a game to get to the second round. They played like a team that was already in the second round. And ultimately, it came back to bite them. This was a close game from start to finish. And what it ultimately came down to, as you kind of hate to see if you're a Warriors fan, is the Clippers out-hustled the Warriors in so many ways, and pretty consistently through the night. Draymond Green played incredibly hard. He brought a lot of heart and a lot of energy. Kevin Durant had an outstanding game. And kind of apart from those two, it did not seem like the Warriors really had much invested in this game emotionally or physically. The first quarter was hectic, high scoring on on both sides. The Warriors scored 41 points in that first quarter, took a four-point lead. And then the second quarter came, and things started to get ugly. The Warriors' defense was atrocious in this game pretty much for the entire time. Here's the Clippers' points totals, point totals through the four quarters. 37 in the first, 34 in the second, 33 in the third, 25 in the fourth. The Warriors' defense did step it up in the fourth. 
though that number by the Clippers was suppressed a little bit by the pace just slowing down in that quarter. The Warriors didn't have a great offensive quarter there either. But the second quarter was the big one. The Clippers started going to their bench unit, and that paid huge dividends. So I wrote an article after Game 4 chronicling Kevon Looney's answer to a question I asked him about how the team was defending the Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell pick and roll, and just those two players in general. In that article, I mentioned some pretty staggering stats. Harrell and Williams pieced up the Warriors in games one and two. In game one, they combined for 51 points on 22 of 36 shooting. Game two, 61 points on 23 of 32 shooting. Then the Warriors started to figure them out. Game three, they had just 31 points combined on 10 of 21 shooting. And in game four, Harrell and Williams only had 22 points between the two of them, took just 18 shots, made just seven of them. Tonight, the Warriors had simply no answer for them. Harrell, 11 of 14 from the field for 24 points. Lou Williams, 12 of 19 from the field, 8 of 9 on free throws, 33 points, 10 assists. They combined for seven, or 57 points on 23 of 33 shooting. Now, as impressive as those numbers are, it was actually the starters that were providing the best moments in this game for LA. The Warriors had no answers for Harrell and Williams, yet they still outscored the Clippers by seven points when Harrell was on the court. And the Clippers only outscored the Warriors by one point when Williams was on the court. It was the starters who really outplayed the Warriors, and that was a testament to how well Doc Rivers was coaching and how hard everyone was playing. Danilo Gallinari found his shot a little bit more, 9 of 22 shooting for 26 points. Patrick Beverly was an absolute beast, 17 points, 14 rebounds, despite being uh, perhaps the, the smallest player to play in this game, led all players with 14 points. That was double what any other player in the game had. Again, smallest player on the court, probably. Smallest player in the game, and doubled anyone else's rebounding total. For the Warriors starters, it, things just never clicked. Kevin Durant took over at moments, and he had some enormous shots in the second half to keep the Warriors in this. His stat line was insane, 45 points. 14 of 26 from the field, 5 of 12 on threes, a perfect 12 of 12 on free throws, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals and a block, just 1 turnover. But Steph Curry and Klay Thompson had odd nights. Clay, the shots just weren't quite falling. He looked normal, but the shots just weren't there the way that we're used to. It was still a fine night, 22 points, 9 of 20 shooting, 4 of 11 from deep. And Steph, he was efficient when he shot the ball, but he had a very difficult time getting open in this game. He shot 7 of 15, 4 of 5 on threes, finished with 24 points, but just had those 15 field goal attempts and 6 free throw attempts in 38 minutes. He was having a very difficult time springing free and getting the looks, even though he was making them when he was getting them. Ultimately, just two Warriors finished with a positive plus-minus in this game. Kevon Looney, who played some outstanding defense, was plus-15. And Durant was plus-two. 
Durant led all Warriors with 41 minutes played. So the Warriors outscored the Clippers by two points in Durant's 41 minutes, and they were outscored by 10 points in the seven minutes that Durant sat. So he really was their lifeline in this game. Uh, the offense with Curry unable to to get open reliably, the offense really just fell apart when Durant was not on the floor. And the bench was not really there to pick it up. Their bench shot just 7 of 23 from the field. That obviously isn't going to cut it. So top to bottom, this just looked like a game where the Warriors were looking ahead. And ultimately, that came back to bite them by a Clippers team that you have to give all the credit to in the world. They did not hang their head down 3-1 on the road. I believe they were the biggest underdog in NBA playoff history coming into this series. And suddenly, we have a Game 6 at Staples Center. And L.A. has a prime chance to push this series to seven games. So the Warriors are going to have to wake up. Game 6 is going to be Friday night at Staples Center. If the Clippers win that, Game 7 will be on Sunday at 12.30. If the Warriors win, then Game 1 against the Rockets will also be on Sunday at 12.30. So you can put it in your calendars. 7.30 Friday night, 12.30 Sunday. That's when we're going to have Warriors games. It's just a matter of whether they're both against the Clippers or whether the Warriors can actually finalize this series and move on to the second round. We'll be back then. Thanks for listening.